if you know what kind of soil you've got, you you can then work out what kind of plants will succeed in your garden. Do you know that awful phrase, summer bodies are made in winter? Let's hope that is also true of gardens. Because today's episode as we head into autumn is all about gardening and soil. I mean, I say autumn, it was 26 degrees in September yesterday here in the UK. This is the Age of Plastic podcast. Hello, I'm Andrea Fox, your host. Just your avid consumer trying to work out this whole global warming climate change thingy. Podcasts, I'm sure they'll help, won't they? Plastic is, of course, a huge gateway issue. So here we are. Now, before we have today's eco life hack, as always, a lovely guest. Today joining me, BBC Gardeners World's Francis Topple and Claire Hattersley, who is Waleda, Waleda, Waleda's biodynamic gardening expert. What a title. Now, did you know that nine in ten Brits have continued some pandemic gardening habits? with many motivated by desire to protect the planet. Now, the biggest gardening trends include composting, bug hotels and thrifty gardening hacks. We love a hack. But few of us are aware that our gardening efforts are providing the UK's degrading soil a much-needed boost. We're going to be talking about soil health, making your own compost, and how you, if you are lucky enough to have some gardening space, and like myself, who has a balcony, um, how you can help the planet with your garden. Here's today's guests, Francis Topple and Claire Hattersley. Um, I'm from the Age of Plastic podcast, so there might be a few plastic-based questions, but let's get into it. Soil degradation. How bad is it, and why is soil health so important for the planet? Do you want to go first, Francis? I'm happy to go first. (laughs) Uh, Soil is... Well, soil degradation, let's start on the negative and then end on a positive. Soil degradation is is pretty bad. Um, we're At the moment, we're destroying soil 10 times faster than it's being created. So it's it's, it's pretty uh, a sorry story. And that's globally as well, not just here in the UK. Um, but the reason that soil is so important, one of the many reasons that soil is so important is that it's, um, well, I can, I can list lots. It's full of biodiversity. We have, there are so many creatures living in the soil, microbes, worms, bacteria, fungi, some of which we don't know anything about and some of which we're just beginning to learn about. You know, it's, it's a fascinating scene down there. Um, but also it's a sump for CO2. So the more we turn the soil, the more we dig the soil, the more we release carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, which, as we know, is, is really damaging to the environment. Um, so it's a, it's a huge important thing and the whole point of this campaign with the leader is it's, it's called save earth skin and that's how we're kind of thinking about it like it's the skin of the planet you know and the skin is the biggest organ on our body and we we take good care of it hopefully um but we're not really taking such good care of the earth's skin and, and we're filling it with chemicals and you know we're digging making holes in it and you know it, it's all these things that we wouldn't do so we're trying to kind of create this idea that we think about it and we protect it just as much as we do our own skin really it's so important yeah and I suppose we have a bit of land if we are lucky enough to have a garden um so Claire I mean what do you think we as gardeners can do well I think first of all realize that gardens are actually a huge surface area in the UK so if every garden was doing its bit for the soil and for biodiversity generally, it would make a huge impact. So people could think, oh, it's just a small garden, it won't make a difference, but it really, really will. Um, Not just for the environment and for biodiversity, but also for our own mental health. So my advice to people is just if they are a bit 
nervous about gardening or making a start, just start. Just have a go. Don't try and think you've got to be an expert right from the start. Um, and even the very best gardeners have good and bad years and good and bad crops. And it's all part and parcel of the whole experience of gardening. So, yeah, I think it's just important to make a start. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure Gordon Ramsay's burnt a cake in his time. You know what I mean? Like, just just when when people say to me, like, oh, I've got a house full of plants and I'm just like, yeah, but I've killed loads as well. You, don't, you just work it out, don't you? Um, I mean, you, we're talking during Mental Health Week. Uh, you said there, get outside, get, get dirt under your fingernails. Um, gardening became a really popular, had a bit of an explosion during the pandemic, didn't it? That's right. And that's why we leader were quite curious to see because as as a company we have gardened for our over 100 years that's what we do we grow plants to put into our natural body care products and so we were curious in lockdown we did a survey finding out how many people were gardening new gardeners and this year we thought to be interesting to actually find out how many of them have carried on? And we found that nine out of 10 have actually carried on gardening and intend to spend even more time in their gardens. So it, it's really our campaign is to, first of all, raise awareness, as Francis said, about the importance of soil, but also to just encourage and gently support these new gardeners who are just maybe realising they can grow a lettuce and they can eat a lettuce that they've grown in their garden. And just to kind of encourage the next steps, think about the soil in your garden, because that's the key to successful gardening is actually feed the soil, feed the organisms that are in the soil and they will help you grow good plants. A short interlude in the podcast now to remind you that we can't all do this alone. If we want to divest from fossil fuels like plastic, we need everyone and all companies on board. So if you want to find out what the companies you use are up to when it comes to sustainability, but you don't know where to start, there's a handy form that you can download and use to email to any company. You'll find it on my website, iamandreafox.co.uk. Back to today's episode. Francis, you mentioned chemicals earlier on. So how do we feed our soil in a way that's good for the soil and the planet and the lettuce that Claire's going to get us to grow? <laughs> well, I mean, think about not putting strong chemicals on it. If you, a lettuce is a really good example, actually, because it's made up of so much water. So whatever we water onto the soil goes straight into a lettuce and then we eat it. So if you're feeding it with high nitrogen fertilizer, which is what you would use on a lettuce that's, that's made up of very strong chemicals, you're then immediately eating those chemicals. And that when you think of it like that, it feels quite a strange thing to do. But there are loads of ways of feeding the soil and growing produce and growing flowers or whatever it is you want to grow without those really strong chemicals. So things like making your own compost. And this research has found that lots more people are making their own compost. It's one of the biggest wow. trends in gardening, which is great. Um so that is a really great, I mean, you can buy compost, but often it's been heat treated. So that's that's killed off a lot of the organisms that may be in it. But making your own compost is a really rich and full and highly nutritious product. Um, it can have a few seed weeds in it. And that's why some people don't like it. But you know what? They're very easy just to hoe off. It's very simple to deal with that. So yeah, making your own compost is key, but also then using plants um, to make plant food so that you can use seaweed. That's a really good one. If you're like me and you live by the sea, check with your local authorities, check good times of year to do it and only take it from above the sea line. But it's a really highly nutritious thing to put on your plants. Um, and then the, the key things are things like nettles and comfrey, which you can make into tea 
just put them in a bucket of water, stir it occasionally. It does smell. So be prepared with a peg for your nose um, and, um, and make a lovely comfrey tea that you can then dilute into your watering can and feed plants with. But also things like manure, you know, that there are loads of organic ways of feeding your soil and feeding your plants that aren't damaging um, to soil health, to plant health or to human health. If we yeah. So, yeah. Get out after the um, mounted police. Uh, I also wanted to ask, as we touched on how popular gardening has become, um, but as you mentioned, quite a lot of those people are new gardeners. Apparently, we're not even really sure what kind of soil we have in our gardens, many of us. Is that right, Claire? Absolutely, yes. And and this, is again, is a, a kind of crucial step. If you know what kind of soil you've got, you you can then work out what kind of plants will succeed in your garden. And it's always good to have a nosy over the garden fence and see what your neighbours are growing as well. And you'll get a clue as to the kind of plants. But if um, if your listeners want to go and find out how to test their soil, it's a very simple test that you can do. If you go on that, on the Willida website, you can find a bit more information from our brand campaign, uh, which is called Save Earth Skin. And there's just simple methods for testing the soil and just, yeah, other ideas they can do to look after the soil in their garden. And that will guarantee a little bit more success with the produce that they grow or the wildflowers or whatever it is that they want to bring into their garden. Yeah. And I suppose lots of plastic is involved in gardening quite traditionally. We're learning that plastic is can be detrimental to the soil as well. Have either of you got any tips for maybe slightly less plastic intensive ways to deal with our garden issues? Well, it is true that there is a lot of plastic, but there are a lot more products on the market that you can buy that are, are pot plants made from bamboo fibres and things are a little bit more recyclable. I think the other thing as well is if you do have plastic plant pots, just make sure you keep reusing them. They last forever, uh, which is actually a, an advantage. So I think just being mindful of reusing and reusing and reusing rather than just throwing them after a single use. But yeah, um, even in our survey, we found that people are reusing yogurt pots as plant pots. Um, and yeah, little little kind of efforts to just think about what it is you, you're introducing in your garden. Um, and yeah, just... When you're purchasing, try and purchase something that's made from a recyclable material. Amazing. I, unfortunately, I think our time is up. But thank you both so much. It's been lovely chatting to you and good luck with the rest of the interviews today. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, Andrea. Cheers. Bye. Happy gardening. Bye. <laughs> Planting trees is another great way to protect soil. In case you didn't know much about the Waleda brand, they have been planting a tree. Uh, for every Waleda skin food product sold in the UK, they were doing that throughout April to June this year in partnership with a charity called Tree Sisters. I will link to them in the show notes. And I'll also link in the show notes to Waleda's Save Earth Skin homepage for more info on how you can support soil health and join their mission by getting dirty, so to speak, uh, in your garden. Before today's Eco Life Hack, which is more of like an amazing technological advancement, a brief note on the passing of Her Majesty the Queen here in the UK. We're currently in kind of a media and countrywide mourning. Don't particularly have any insight or feelings to share. But I will say this, quite a few people being down on uh, Prince Charles. I knew I was going to do that. King Charles, as he is now known. Hey, at least he likes the planet. That I will say. Although apparently now he can't really talk about anything any of his projects and things that he does or doesn't like moving swiftly on 
Uh, today's Eco Life Hack is about a brilliant invention to do with microplastics, which we've covered a few times on the podcast. Now, a company has invented a way to remove microplastics uh, from water. They basically use a fluorescent dye and then add a non-toxic silica gel to the water. And this basically clumps all the microplastics together. doesn't matter what kind of microplastics. Eliminating about 95% of microplastics, regardless of their polymer type, uh, from all of the test water cases. I imagine this makes them easier to capture. Microplastics are such a huge problem. And once we've captured them, we can reuse them or dispose of them properly. Excellent, excellent invention. I will link to more details on this in the show notes. Don't forget, if you want to get in touch to just have a little chat, you can find contact details and all the socials in the show notes. And you can also find our Patreon there where I share some articles and little snippets from the podcast as well. Supporting it helps me keep making the podcast. And of course, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, you'll see some of the discussions we've been having this week about turning plastic into diamonds. Yes, really. All those details, whatever you are listening right now. Um, as always, uh, wash your hands, wash your recycling, and I'll see you next time on the Age of Plastic podcast.